looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by Northeastern by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want to host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You drive me wild. <laughs> what up, Crazy Train Radio? You look like hell. And I could look the same. What's the photo for? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Truth, 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 I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch has got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. I'm one crazy nerfo. is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day and special seasonal gift sets. But also, let's not forget large orders for party favors by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out, please feel free to visit littlebeansopery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansopery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. I'm Ashlyn Grace. You are listening to Crazy Train Radio. When you're 21 and got your whole life in front of you, some choose work, some choose love, and some go to school. So many think they know. 
Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, childrens of all ages, not includes the one speaking right now, but obviously she has several new songs out. You know, it's great that we're talking to her again. She was, as of this recording, with us the previous weekend for our Children's Hospital of L.A. event, which was awesome. So far, we're almost at 800 bucks for the four days. and But our campaign lasts for the end of the month, if people wish to donate still. So you can see that on social media, which is great. But this next guest has a new single as well letters from heaven you are good she has plenty of new singles as i said but her latest is letters from heaven and it's kind of ironic that with that title because of her background and i mean that in all positive because i am not the most religious person but anyway that's here and there that's another conversation for another time but let's just say her music conveys a powerful message of the freedom and self-determination and also written to inspire others to follow our hearts and dreams. This next guest, Ashlyn Grace. How are you today? I am doing good. I am on spring break. I work for a university and heading to the beach tomorrow, so I cannot complain. (laughs) Awesome. And obviously I don't want to attract the creepos but what beach are we heading to yeah we are heading to the panama area so okay. i yeah grown up going there ever since i was a baby and um it's just kind of been where my family has always gone and so my husband and i are going down and spending a week there hopefully in the sunshine yes so we're super excited yes and i was just down in uh orlando and tampa about a yeah. week and a half ago so fun yeah, of course I was, it was a work trip, but hey, it is what it is. And hey, it's the beach. It's a new yeah, scenery. <laughs> yeah, yes. Tampa was the beach. That was for sure. So first and foremost, uh, the new single, as I mentioned there, Letters from Heaven. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, so um, it's a very personal song. It's very special to me. Um, I wrote it soon after my grandmother passed. Um, and you know, I just really was struggling with her death, my family super, super close. And so that was really hard, um, to lose my grandmother and also, you know, really hard to watch my dad go through it as well. And my aunt, um, and so I was just really struggling one night and was trying to sleep and couldn't. And this song idea just came to me. And so I quickly grabbed my phone and just started kind of writing what I thought was going to be the chorus and um, kind of left it there for a little bit and then took it to one of my favorite co-writers, Steve Dean, and played it for him, told him where I was trying to go with it and was like, we can totally work on it or we can go a different way. And he loved it. He had also recently lost his mother. Um, so he really related to it. And so we sat there and rode away and, you know, it was emotional, but it, you know, felt good to 
get the song out and everything. And, um, shortly after we had finished the song, it became extra special then because my little brother, I say little brother, he turned 21 yesterday, but to me, little brother, um, he actually got to go in the studio with me and play on it. And one of my dad's best friends, um, Brent Raider, he did all the production on it. And then my husband did the album cover. Uh, so it was truly like a whole family affair. And then my brother and I kind of gave it to the family as a gift. So it's just a really special song and one that I will always remember, you know, the writing process and recording and all of that. Well, with that being said, and I'm going to insert it here, but just listening to the concept and all beforehand is reminds me of the Steve Warner song, Holes in the Floor of Heaven from the late nineties there, mm -hmm. which has a similar story about different stages of life and, you know, losing people and whatnot. But why don't we go ahead and insert that here, folks. I spent her last night here on earth holding her to God to take away her pain and make her whole again she's walking and talking with Jesus she gained her wings if she could write me and tell me about all those heavenly things this is what she'd say Never seen such green grass, yellow flowers and blue skies that always last. I'm reminiscing with my mama. I'm having dinner with my daddy, watching sunsets in the valley made of gold. All the people live in harmony beneath the branches of a cherry tree. By far the best place I've ever been Signed my letter from heaven When I lay down at night I wipe tears from my eyes Missing you I can see your smile, see us drive around the town like we used to I can still hear the songs being sung Around her old piano In a dream she comes to me and tells me everything Signed my letter 
face will never be the same But she promised we would be together again someday She said I've never seen such green grass Yellow flowers and blue skies It always Coming out of that wonderful song, and I was just thinking about it, and I'm recalling to our conversation during the Children's Hospital event when you yeah. talk when you uh, were talking about the loss of your grandmother there and all. Was this this? And I it will encourage people to see the videos re-released later in the week here as of this recording. But was this the same grandmother you were talking about that had given your husband the stone when you that he asked for family permission and such? No, it's actually not. So my grandmother that had passed away, that was my dad's mom. Um, and so my dad's family is from Georgia. So she lived in Georgia, the one that recently passed. But um, yes, you remember correctly, my other grandmother that lives here in town. Um, she is my mom's mom. And so that's the one that gave my husband the center stone for my wedding or engagement ring. So yeah, good memory. <laughs> I try. I, ha I have the memory to horse, uh, unfortunately. So good or bad. But when you said live in town there, I want to bring this up. And I know I asked this the other day and you have been born and raised and still live in the Nashville area. Mm -hmm. And I used the line of it's too big to be small, but too small to be big. And because of everybody I know within the industry, big, small, no matter the level, everybody agrees with that statement. But do you think you had a have a different approach or certain advantages because of being from the area. And the reason I say that is a lot of people come to town trying to make their mark in music and they're not from the area where you have a certain familiarity of the area and town and such. Yeah, totally. Great, great question. Um, yeah, it definitely helps to have grown up around an inn that industry. Um, but you know, even as great as that is and some wonderful op opportunities that came from it, there are definitely still closed doors and obstacles. And like you said, everyone comes here to do music. So, you know, there's, everyone is here to do music and there is a lot of competition. Um, but one thing that I just have loved about growing up within the music industry is that it is really kind of <clears throat> like one big family. And mm -hmm. 
everyone knows everyone. Um, and that is what I love about it. And I always try, I have some friends that I met when I was in college that came here and, you know, they didn't know anyone. They don't have family here. They didn't know anyone in the music industry. And so I try and kind of, since I, you know, was so blessed to grow up here and know a lot about how the music business works, I try and kind of take them in and, um, you know, say, Hey, like, come see what a writer's round is and come hop on my round. And my parents too, both being in the industry, they are just so helpful as well. So we really do our best to support others and, you know, get them intertwined if they want. And, you know, it's funny when we say people come from out of town and it's like the famous story that I could think of off the top of my head was the one Garth, Garth Brooks tells. And, you know, he was playing locally to bars and everything back in Oklahoma. And he says, everybody's like, man, you got to go play. You got to go to Nashville, try to get a deal. Got to, you know, go through that ball of wax. So he says, he, you know, gets in his car, 700 bucks or whatever, whatever he's got on him from playing and such. Gets to town, goes to a management office that he heard stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey kid, hey kid, we're not looking at anybody, whatever, you know, at the time. And it was like jumped back in a car and drove back to Oklahoma. So he was back in 36 hours, if that. And it was like, what might have been, you know, because he got discouraged and stuff yeah. at the time. So, you know, not having that understanding of having a network and you know what I mean, just going in blind. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. almost what may have been, but we're glad he got picked up and whatnot and gave it another shot for sure but i'm curious to know and obviously again i mentioned over the weekend that you have auditioned for you know nickelodeon disney and mtv and these different networks and shows but you were involved with a juice live and juice live after party so what was that particular show all about and what were you guys what was the goal there Yeah, totally. That was an awesome show. So um, yeah, it was on the TV network TVN and the show is called Juice Live. And there was a bunch of different segments, Juice Live After Party. There were some um, hot off the press, which was more social media um, related content that I did. But as far as the TV show went, I was invited to co-host with Tim Timmons, who's a Christian music artist. And um, it was amazing. It was all live. So it was kind of high pressure going from, you know, one side of the stage to the other and having to make sure you hit all your marks and your cues. And there was no teleprompter or anything. So, um, we had to, you know, be ready, but it was amazing and an amazing experience. And I got to help interview artists. Um, Torrin Wells was there, a bunch of amazing, uh, Christian artists. And, um, it was, yeah, a really cool experience. And then they invited me back to do some social media segments, uh, back in the studio. And that was awesome. So you can find that too, if anyone's interested on my YouTube channel to check that out. And there's a certain pressure, but also a good thing when, especially with like no teleprompters and stuff that you really got to be on your game when you're live live and it's not just the lights maybe making you break a sweat a little bit it's your nerves it's there's a certain there's a certain energy to that totally would you compare that energy to say when you're performing music yeah 
I would. I think that I had a little bit more nerves um, doing that TV show just because, you know, I it was I remember we got there and I was like backstage, like making notes and trying to go over stuff so I wouldn't mess anything up. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of different because you have to kind of come up with stuff on the spot, whereas when you're performing, you know, your songs, you know, the chords, you know, the lyrics and it's kind of more. I don't know, natural, I guess you might say. You're more um, in your environment. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it is it's the same, but it's also kind of different. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's a you know, apples and oranges almost. Yes. Mm-hmm. But over your time within developing your career, how would you say your music has evolved? Because you seem to have a depth beyond your years as far as what a beat of writing or the lyrics or mute the chords, just the different little nuances. So how would you say you have evolved so far to this point? Yeah. Um, I definitely think, you know, as I've gotten older, obviously I've matured and everything, but, um, as far as music goes, you know, I remember when I first wrote my very first song sitting in my childhood bedroom, I knew four chords and that was it. And I was determined to write a song and I got one, got one out and went in my dad's office and was like, okay, I have written a song. And, you know, my dad's like, okay, okay, let's hear it. And I played it for him and he was like, okay, that's not actually that bad. And, you know, looking back 14, I was 14 then. And looking back, I was like, okay, not my best work, but for a 14 year old, you know, pretty decent. And, um, but now, you know, I have learned more chords on guitar and I have learned, you know, the true form of writing a song and just the ideas that I've had have really evolved as I've gotten older and experienced so much more life. I mean, I also do country music primarily and singer songwriting type stuff. And, um, a lot of that is about telling stories and I love writing about honest, truthful things and life experiences. And so, you know, as I've gotten older and graduated college and gotten married and gone through, you know, deaths in the family and all that, you know, you just experience so much more. So there's so much more to write about. And so I think that that has definitely been seen within my latest songs that I've released. And there'll be obviously more life to live. Like you got the vacations coming up. You got maybe when you decide to try to have children and, you know, just the different beats that we all go through throughout life that you're going to be able to try to incorporate that stuff as well as you grow and mature and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. stay looking under 30, unlike most of us. So, (laughs) well, the last thing I wanted to bring up, well, there's two things I want to bring up, but the thing non-social media and stuff that I want to bring up is, and again, thank you for jumping on over the weekend for what we were doing. And she does have a love of children and stuff. And she does enjoy teaching at church at the Sunday school. So what do you try to, is it a more of a musical theme or is it stuff with the Bible? What, what are you teaching at Sunday school usually? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, primarily we are, you know, going through stories of the Bible and breaking it down 
for really little kids. Um, well, I say really little, we used to teach like four and five-year-olds, but now they're in third and fourth grade. We've kind of moved up with them. Um, but just teaching them stories of the Bible and, you know, teaching them how to love one another and be kind to one another. And, um, there's definitely some music thrown in there as well, which is super fun. We have a bunch of fun songs we do and dances with them. So it's, it's truly so much fun. I love it. Well, you know what I'm thinking of it is I just brought that up and I know from have talking to you a little bit and everything else, but what is the biggest way you think you can make a difference in trying to improve others' lives through the power of your music one song at a time? Yeah just being vulnerable and being able to, you know, in the really hard, difficult times, whether it have been heartbreak or losing a family member, just being able to write about it in a way where, you know, anyone can relate to it. And so I, my hope is that people can listen to a song and it, you know, helps them get through a tough time, whatever that might be. Well, with that being said, do you have any upcoming shows and where can people find you uh, on this interweb thing, whether it be a website, social media, all that fun stuff? Totally. Yes, I do. My next show is a festival in South Pittsburgh, um, which is about an hour outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, And it is actually the National Cornbread Festival festival. It is so much fun. Yes. So, um, I have played that in the past and it's just always a great, great time. So I'll be doing that. That's a full band show. And then I also have the Smoky Mountain Songwriter Festival, um, later on the year as well. And I always throw in some writers rounds here and there as well. So, If you're watching, feel free to come on out to a show and also please give me a follow and, you know, a like on social media that always helps independent artists like me. Um, And my website is also out there as well, which has all the information, but I'm going to spell my name for you guys. It's A-S-H-L-Y-N-G-R-A-Y-C-E. And if you just search that, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. And I would love to keep in touch. Well, I'm also going to put links to all that on all outlets of this. But Ashlyn Grace, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. I truly had a great time and have loved talking with you the past few days now. Yes. And hopefully we will stay in contact. We have numbers and emails and all that stuff. And I do want to say also, thank you, Sherry, for putting us together. This is going to be great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jonathan. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. 
all orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Hi, this is Bill Conti. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio. 